Welcome to the Policy Vets Podcast, engaging with leaders, scholars, and strong voices to fill a void in support of policy development for America's veterans. With your host, former Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Dr. David Shulkin, and the Executive Director of Policy Vets, Lou Chelley. Hey, Mr. Secretary, welcome back. Hey, Lou, thanks. I've uh, I missed being away for a couple of weeks, but you know, I always say that the job of a good person who's in a role is to make sure that they're easily replaceable by even better people. So I know that Sherman Gillums and Charlie Malone did such a great job on the podcast. I wasn't sure that you were going to have me come back. Now, that's very humble of you, but let me tell you, you, you are not easily replaced. Um, and both of them, I think, campaigned for you know, an acting role and I wouldn't let them have it. So just to let you know. Uh, well, <laughs> loyalty is always your thing. That's great, Lou. So <laughs> it's uh, it's good to be back, especially on this day, the day after Veterans Day. What a amazing day that, you know, I don't think there is a more special day of the year. You know, this Veterans Day is a bit of a transition, right? We're coming out of COVID. You know, some of the previous celebrations were were far more muted but we're starting to come out now. And even though, you know, there are still protections in place, like, you know, everybody had to get COVID tested before they were able to walk into the amphitheater and some of the activities aren't as robust as they used to be. It's really, really good to get back together and to celebrate, you know, really just the the veteran community. Yeah, I think that's been one of the really hard things. You know, we talk about, particularly after going through the trauma of the Afghanistan withdrawal for so many people, uh, the social isolation of not being able to be part of community and getting together just compounded that. And I have to say that it was last year not being able to have a traditional Veterans Day event at Arlington Cemetery was something that we all missed. So I was really pleased to be there yesterday at Arlington with the president, with all of the leaders in the veteran community, once again, being able to be there to pay our respects. No, that's right. And, uh, you know, the president actually went back to a tradition that uh, VSOs used to enjoy and invited some of the leaders of the veteran service organizations to the White House before the event, which real classy move was was really nice. It's nice that they're getting back into those types of traditions. Yeah, I think tradition is important. And when it's not followed, I think that sometimes people can interpret that maybe not as it's intended. But I remember when I was secretary, the President Trump skipped the breakfast one year. I don't think it was actually intentional. I think it was just not understanding the tradition that had been there. And I quickly had to put together a breakfast at the Chamber of Commerce, of which the veteran community was very appreciative of, but I wasn't the president and it wasn't the White House. No, you're and exactly so, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember that. As a matter of fact, I remember um, he sent a video. Yeah. yeah I yeah. remember the video. So I think you had a really wonderful idea about this podcast and really just giving our listeners a, a chance to catch up on, on how we got here and you know, maybe a little vision on where we're going. I mean, we're still we're still a brand new startup. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we started Policy Vets because we felt that there was a void. There was a void of people and a place 
where you could go to get the experience of people who've been in leadership positions, who have who have been leaders in the veteran community, so that we don't lose that sense of history and that knowledge. And I think, quite frankly, we've accomplished that. We now have, I think, about a hundred scholars and advisors and fellows. These are people that have been there, done it. And if you need some input, if you're a member of Congress, if you're trying to create policy from the business community that is helpful to veterans, you know, where what better place to go than to these hundred people? And there's no business model here, as you know, Lou. We don't charge money. We don't we don't do anything like that. We're here really as a public service. You know, to your point, what's what's really what's really been very prideful for me is when you send them that invitation and explain what policy vets is, really the outpouring of support and you know the, the pride with which they accept these appointments, it's enjoyable to watch and I'm I'm really honored to be a part of it. Well, I think it makes sense to me. I know that anybody who has served their country, anybody who has done public service, has innately inside them the desire to give back, that there's something that they're part of that's larger than them. And that never goes away. So just because you served and then you left office, you always retain that ability. And if somebody asks for your help on behalf of other people, particularly veterans, helping other veterans, uh, it's rare to me that somebody says no. You know, you're absolutely right. And I think what with this short period of time you know what we've been able to accomplish is to to show the community that we're we're doing exactly what it is we said we're doing. We're not lobbyists, we're not activists, we're not even advocates. We're we're really just trying to collect and coalesce good data and information and makers and advocates who need that information can use it to to make informed decisions. I think that's the word that I was going to use which is really informing people and so many people have uh commented on the appreciation of our podcasts. I think we've done 35 of them in less than, you know, seven months or so, which has been really uh, a lot of work. Exhausting. Exhausting might be the right (laughs) word. But, But frankly, there are so many issues that we feel that people need to have visibility on, that 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 people that care about veterans want to know about, whether it's things related to the value of service dogs or medical marijuana to really important issues like burn pits or national security issues like Taiwan and the importance of keeping our allies coalesced around important democratic values. That's exactly right. And I was really surprised. I'm still surprised, to be honest with you, you know, as we start to get back into the community and and we're, you know, in D.C., there's always some kind of event that you're invited to, you know, some sort of social where, you know, you're really you're expected to just socialize and, and become back part of the community and, and reconnect. And the number of times that people have tugged me on the shirt sleeve and said, man, I love the podcast. I always blown away. I'm always caught off guard because you never really know who's listening. But it, it turns out that our our listenership is a healthy percentage of the Hill, much of the administration, many in VA, you know, the veteran community. And that's just here in the DC area. When I look at this, 
the statistics, we we get listened to overseas. So I'm just I'm shocked at you know at the interest in these topics. But you're right; they're so diverse. The last one was on sleep and and how dementia. Um, you know, can be can be hastened or worsened by lack of sleep. And you're right. We've had some really, really dynamic and fantastic guests on. And I think, you know, you're right. We've we've gotten the word out, which is really what we're about. We're in the top 10 percent of podcasts of the not for profit organizations, which is a pretty significant thing for being a new podcast. But I think the secret is, is that it's not really about us. It's always about our guests and letting them tell their story and letting them communicate directly to the listeners. And people want to hear from interesting people. Our job is to find them and to get them to agree to be on our show. You are so right. And I am such a poor judge of what people are going to like. You know, we've gone through podcasts where I thought, oh, I. I don't know if that's going to catch people's attention. And sure enough, somebody will email me and say, that was the most important podcast you ever did. And I was so appreciative that you did it. Uh, Pop quiz. What do you think our most downloaded and listened to podcast has been to date? I would say John, John Stewart. We we've had, you know, we've had John Stewart. We've had, uh, let's see, let me, let me, pick out general Petraeus. We've had, you know, Sherman Gillums. We've had Sarah Verardo. We've had uh, Phyllis Wilson and Lucy Degato. And, and, you know, we've talked about dogs. We had Senator Tester on, we had, you know, all these people, we've had Congressman Rowe. So what is it, Lou? Who, who was our most listened to podcast? Brian Sandager for Cerner. Wow. Number one podcast and has maintained that title. Um, for the past for the past several months who would think a boring topic like an electronic medical record (laughs) people are interested in that one well you know what it just goes to show a couple of things one it shows that it's an important topic that that people can identify and associate with the upgrades and the money that's being spent at va to make sure that veterans have access to their medical records and two it also shows that Cerner is engaged. I'm sure many of those listeners came from within the Cerner community. Yeah, people at Cerner want to know what's going on. <laughs> so <Right>. they come <laughs> to us. <laughs> Good. Well, listen, I I don't want to make this about us or about policy bets. This is really about veterans because yesterday was Veterans Day. And, you know, I still think that too many people look at it as an early Black Friday sale rather than what it's really meant to do, which is to take out time to acknowledge, thank, respect, remember those who have served our country and continue to serve. If it wasn't for the very small percent that raised their hand to defend our country, this is a very dangerous world out there and too often our freedoms are are really not um understood the important role that these people play in allowing us to lead the types of lives that we do so uh again you know our sincere thank you our sincere respect and um it's why we continue to do what we do to be able to give back 
to those who are serving and those who have served. Mr. Secretary, really, thank you for saying that. You know, it's it's always awkward for me as a veteran when, you know, when someone says thank you for your service or, you know, happy Veterans Day or, you know, whatever, because I, you know, I never saw myself as someone who who put on a uniform to be recognized. I, I put on a uniform, you know, for for what I could do for for how I could help. So I, I really appreciate you saying that. Well, Happy Veterans Day and thank you for your service. Yeah, and there you go, right? <laughs> Never without the last word. But listen, yeah. real quick, uh, let me fill you in on on a couple of folks we have on deck. So, uh, you know, we've done a number of podcasts on veteran suicide. We've got a little bit of a different slant with a guest coming up. A guy named Jim Lorraine runs uh, America Warrior Partnership. And he went ahead and, and started a project called, called Operation Deep Dive. His assertion, and it's backed by one of our previous podcast guests is that DOD and VA aren't counting all the numbers. They're being selective on who they're counting as a victim of suicide and who they're ignoring. Um, and, and he's done some research in that area and is able to back it up with data and verified statistics. Wow. That's, that sounds like it's going to be an interesting one. It is. It is. Uh, another guest we have is, I mean, really just a, a very colorful and um, and entertaining general that I met uh, during my travels recently. It's a secretary for veterans and military affairs in North Carolina. It's Lieutenant General Walter Ga uh, Gaskin. And, you know, he served with General Petraeus and, and General McChrystal. And, you know, I, what I what I thought might be good is if he was able to share with our listeners the importance of having someone that oversees, you know, the veteran uh, programs at the state level, the power that they have and the programs that they oversee. And then we, we got into a little bit about the withdrawal from Afghanistan and, you know, his, his leadership efforts and, you know, what he was trying to do to stabilize the country. So he'll talk a little bit about that too. That is not a podcast you're going to want to miss. Okay. I think that sounds good. And, and, and I don't think many people hear from our state leadership in the way that they should. So, so I'm glad we're doing that, Lou. Well, listen, um, it's going to be an exciting year. There's no question about it. We're, we're hoping for an active policy year. We're hoping for um, Congress to, you know, stop some of the, bickering that's been going on and really focus on, on getting things done. And, uh, we want to, we want to help them do that. You're exactly right. You know, we're going to focus on some of the same issues we've been focusing on on along. We're going to, you know, we're going to keep track of the community care program and, and how that's serving veterans and, and how much that's costing is, as we continue to send people downtown, we're going to be following uh, the burn pits issue. You know, the secretary, just did a uh, just did an interview with Leo Shane where he absolutely no holds barred committed to to start covering some of these illnesses. You know we're going to look at the uh, Asset and Infrastructure Act and and how that's rolling out and some of the some of the work that's been done there. And um, you know we're seeing some changes in in VSO leadership. We're we're going to be welcoming back a, a stalwart advocate in this area, Bob Wallace, to the VFW. Well, that's that's good news because, you know, I really have missed 
having the tenure of some of the experienced veterans leaders. And as I said, once you've done it, you're always a phone call away. So I'm sure he was enjoying his retirement when he got a phone call and he just didn't know how to say no. So so I think Washington's going to really enjoy having him back in town. Oh, you have a term for that, don't you? You know what? Failed retirement. Yeah. A lot of people fail it. Yes. <laughs> I can't think of a better way for him to fail retirement than, than to come back and, and serve once again. That's right. Good. All right. Well, as always, Lou, enjoyed uh, talking to you today. And uh, I want to just wish all of our listeners a very, very happy Veterans Day. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. And, and thank you as well for your service to the country. It, it made a difference. Uh, it, made, it made a mark. And I think that veterans are still benefiting from your service today. Great. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Policy Vets podcast. For more information about projects and other podcasts, go to policyvets.org.